0: Hey, you guys, we're back, and it's officially summer for Lily and I, so that means we are officially in two separate locations. She, We're both online. I'm in Charlotte, and she is still in Chloe at the apartment. We're kicking off this summer, and we're starting just to get in a new groove of stuff, and I'm really excited about this episode, and I will let Lily introduce who is on.
1: Hi, guys. So excited to be back with you this week. So our special guest this week is my Aunt Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth and I, fun fact, we have the same birthday, so that's just been a really fun thing. Um, growing up, we would always have like joint birthdays in our family. And she's my mom's younger sister, and she lives like in and around the Asheville area, so we're fairly close to each other. But I'm so excited to have you on, Elizabeth, and I will let you introduce yourself.
2: Oh my goodness, Lily Felice, I have to call you by your name here. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on with you ladies. I have loved listening and supporting you guys, praying for you guys. I really um, am proud of just the uh, boldness that you have in speaking the truth and trying to encourage uh, other college students. It's, It's inspiring for me, and I know that I've been able to pass this along to my friends too, of just um kind of just hope for the next generation of really um loving the lord and living that out so thank you guys for inspiring me oh I'm so excited (laughs) yes so well just a little background too you asked me to introduce myself yes I do live in Asheville just to give listeners a context um and I'm a wife my husband and I have been married for I guess going on 15 years we met um right out well i guess my senior year of college and he's um, a little bit older than me five years older than me and we have three children now in the elementary school age um, so i'm a member of a local church here in asheville and sometimes i get to sing harmony up on stage too, which is fun um, i teach at a community college and um, i just am so passionate about encouraging um, just in general, for people to know how much the Lord loves them. And um, I just hope that this opportunity of listening, that you're spending your time uh, listening to this podcast right now, I just really hope it encourages you to
1: just seek and find who the Lord is. So before we dive in, we want to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. So the question is, what would you tell your BC self or your before Christ self? Yes. Okay. I have heard you ask people <laughs> this before. Let's
2: see. I think that I would just tell Liz and it's funny because everybody pre-college knows me as Elizabeth and I'm Liz <laughs> post-college, but I love that you're calling me Elizabeth. <laughs> um, I would just tell her you are so loved. You are so cared for. And even when you don't feel it, you are. And mm. there are such great things in store for you. And there is such great pain in store for you, but you will continually be cared for. Mm. And um, yeah, look forward to it.
1: (laughs) I love love it. it. I love it.
0: So what is the topic that you will be discussing today?
2: You guys are so sweet. So uh, I just took some time to pray about what Uh, life was like in college for myself and maybe what college is like for a lot of you and your listeners and what would I just want to sit down and have coffee and tell you guys and so here we go here's a little bit in general I just wanted to encourage you to see that everybody everybody in this world has a worldview that they're they're viewing the world through and they're trying to answer the questions of how we got here and where are we going and I think when we really pare it down to giving people the grace of, of, of knowing that there are different worldviews out there, it helps sharpen our worldview to know that as believers, we know that God created us and we know that we have an eternity. And if we can hone in on the fact that we have a worldview to frame the whole, our whole lives on based upon our creator and what he created, I think it really puts into perspective Our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And then just going forward from that, I think that if we trust our creator has created this world, then we really should be like trying to really figure out who he is and oh my word, who, who is he and what did he give us and what are we to do with all this stuff? Mm -hmm. And then finally, I just wanted to impart on you guys that he truly is good and his structure's and the systems that he created are truly good because he not only created you in his image, but he created so many things for your good, so many systems for your good and to just trust that. So couldn't help myself. It's a little bit of a three-pointer, but
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I can't wait to just dive into it. Um, yeah. So my first question is what are some key practices that keep you focused on God's holiness?
0: Okay, so
2: um, I am actually gonna piggyback off somebody that I really love. Some of you all may know Jackie Hill Perry. Yes. I recently went to a conference of hers and um, the example I'm gonna give you is just a very tangible one that I think that everybody can relate to. And it's it's very revealing of just our thoughts. But she said, you know, when you open up your Bible, we all know the David and Goliath story. And we all know that David was a little guy, very unassuming, grabbed some stones and threw them at the giant and he slayed the giant. And we're all just like, you know, first of all, was the giant even real? You know, kids are like, how can anybody be nine feet tall? (laughs) But, you know, legitimately, we believe that we believe the word's true. And so we believe, you know, if you calculate it all out, he's about nine feet tall. And David was, you know, very, uh, just a very young man. And so I think when we read that story as believers, we're like, okay, I'm David. And what are my stones? What, what tools do I have? Ooh, I got, I got my Bible. I got my, my coffee, got my, um, you know, I got my three core friends um, <laughs> and I'm going to slay my giants. And then I, that's where I think we need to put on the brakes and be like, whoa, actually the Bible's about God. And we need to just, and, and I'm saying this to myself right now, but I need to humble myself and say, actually, I think David is Jesus in this picture. Jesus is wow. the one that picked up these stones. Jesus mm-hmm. is the one that slayed our giants. He slays our giants every day. And I think really this example that Jackie Hill gave a couple of weeks ago when I was at her conference really brings home the point that I'm trying to say that I would really say that I try to do, mm-hmm. that I fail at, but I I try to do, is looking for who God is in scripture instead of just so much of well, what does he want to tell me or who am I? And um, I started realizing that my kids, um, I, th- I think I wanted to start imparting this on my kids. So every morning before we rush out the door, you guys you probably remember elementary school really, probably wasn't that far away. <laughs> crazy. And you're really just as mothers, you're trying to get like five bites of food in their mouths. And you want them to maybe tie them their shoes by themselves. <laughs> but um I really just started to say, okay, if we're gonna have any intentional time, let's sit down. They can grab their kids' Bibles, even just like look through them for 10 minutes. I started going up to him every morning before we ran out the door and I started to say, all right, who is God in this story? And uh, I honestly, it's parenting is probably more like growing for parents than it is kids. Um, uh, a lot of the times. But even just me asking that question a lot has reshaped it for me when I sit down and open my Bible in the morning and I think, all right, God, who are you this morning? Lord, you are holy, you are creator. You are sustaining me in this moment right now. And honestly, it's been, I think as believers, we have to walk in freedom. And I think it's just been a little glimpse of freedom for me to say, God, who are you? Instead of just, God, what do you want to tell Liz today? What, what should I, how should I spend my money today? How should, you know, (laughs) Um, which are all good questions too that we need to be asking the Lord. But I think initially, when we go before the Lord, it's just, I think it's a good habit to ask him who he is. Um, and that totally reshapes how our thoughts continue after that and where we go with our thoughts.
1: And no, I love that. I think that sometimes we hear or we read or we see that like, Jesus is our friend. He's our, he's everything. He's our father. He's, you know, the Holy spirit, but he's also like our friend. And I think when you, only view him in that aspect it's a lot easier to just treat him like a friend like you would treat a friend here on earth instead of like really understanding that like he is so much bigger and he's so holy and like he holds the power and we don't and like we are nothing compared to him so like I think I sometimes I can do that like get in the habit of that thinking like okay God like I'm just gonna pray to you this morning and tell you about my day like whatever it may be driving down the road, but like when I really stop and I think about who he is, it's easier to just really surrender to him and really understand like he's got this, like he's God. He's not just, you know, one of my BFFs.
2: (laughs) Right. And I mean, I feel like he's so gracious to just, he allows us to know that He is our friend, but it's like, we almost just can't, we can't see the whole picture right now, Mm -mm. but we do get glimpses of it, but we also get glimpses of that. We don't even, we can't even see the whole thing. So I, I agree with you, girl, but
1: (laughs) I think, I think we all fall into that. Yeah, it it can happen, but it's good to be able to pull yourself out of it and just see the bigger picture. So thank you for adding that.
2: Well, and I think that that's, that's actually the model of the gospel. I think the model of the gospel is, you know, the Lord calls upon us mm-hmm. and he graciously lets us know that he's there, but he, he graciously shows us our sin, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then he fills his truth in that. So, you know, the fact that, that he's revealed to you that, yeah, Lily, you, I am more than just a friend, but yeah. he He slowly inserts the truth into that and says, mm-hmm. Lily, I'm actually so much more than that. And Mm -hmm. keep walking
0: with me. Yeah, And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you, girl.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I love it.
0: (laughs) I want to go back to what you said at the beginning of if you could sit down with us and have coffee and just tell college kids now that we all have different worldviews. How would you model the gospel when you approach somebody that has a different worldview than you? Because I like how you said that, because we all do have different worldviews. And I think that's something that we forget. And that's what gets us in trouble sometimes with how the world is now is such divided. Um, but how do you go about modeling the gospel with people that may have a different worldview than you?
2: Yeah, that is a great question, and I would attest that um, I think that that's a life lifelong struggle of just being humble before all people and showing love. I guess the first thing that I would say to that is we've got to stay in our own lanes as believers, and if we if we really do love somebody, we gotta we gotta know that person, mm-hmm. and so really honing in on learning what a Christian worldview is, taking time to To rest and to study and to genuinely know the Lord and know um, know what your worldview is first, because I don't think you can really compare and assess other worldviews until you realize that you yourself actually have a worldview. And like I said uh-huh. before, a worldview answers how and why the things come to be created. And if you if you really think about it, and you think of all the different worldviews, they all think that that creation happened somehow. Mm -hmm. And then the second question that a worldview answers is um, why are things continuing the way they are and where, what's going to happen when I die? And I think that some worldviews just, you know, want to be very specific on what happens. If you're going to come back again, some worldviews are very kind of apathetic and hands-off and don't even want to answer the question of death or, um, or some just say, you know, we're all, we're all going to heaven one day. It's, and I think that if you really can sit down with your own self and say, okay, to have a Christian worldview actually means that I was created for a purpose by a loving God who chose to create me because he loved me and that one day I am going to die. And I think as we do that throughout the day, we take on this eternal perspective. We try, we start to make decisions or, you know, hopefully the Lord cultivates in us decisions that are eternal decisions Mm -hmm. that we're not constantly like running the race wheel of just making decisions for today. And I think that's what this podcast is. This is, this podcast is an eternal perspective. You have an eternal perspective on what matters and you're running with it. And so, but I do think, um, you know, we all know the bracelets, what would Jesus do? But really, it's one of the most effective little things. And then the mm-hmm. secondary bracelet, let's all think about it too. He loved us first. Yep. And so, you know, I think that regardless of who we come upon and what, what they say, how they act, you know, we just have to face, we have to address everybody as somebody that might need help, somebody that might be needing something. And it might just be a smile, you know, it mm-hmm. might not even be words. 90% of communication is nonverbal. And so I think as believers, we have to be remembering that our body, our our smiles, our gestures, the way that we're spending our money, wearing our clothes, all of this is communicating things to people. And I mean, not to like overpressurize it, because I think we can all go into that and we can yeah. all put it back on ourselves. But, um, you know, I sometimes we're called to say things and sometimes we're not but you know what? We boldly approach God and, and he will convict us if he desires us to say things. But also I would just really echo how prayer is such a powerful tool. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're around somebody that you feel a lot of hate around, or a lot of um, just hurt that they want to hide, you know, there, you can sit there as a believer and talk to our, we can We have, we have been gifted with the presence of the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. to say, Lord, let them just know that you love them right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and just a a little backstory on that prayer in general, there are a lot of homeless people on the corners where we drive and they're the same ones often. Mm -hmm. Um, as the kids are in the car with me, oftentimes, you know, we'll talk about them or we have different names for one. Like there's a cat man. He has a cat Aww. on his back and Aww. we all really like cat man. Cause the cat's always really cute in a stroller. Um, and you know, after a while you're like, okay, well, what really should I be praying for them? Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're at in life. And I thought the greatest prayer that you could ever pray for somebody is just that they would truly know that God loves them
1: mm-hmm.
2: because it revolutionizes your your motivations and just um so anyways roundabout answer to that <laughs> it got me talking about Catman, but <laughs> no i love it <laughs> and you know what i think too some people i i we're all gifted with different skills and abilities and different convictions mm-hmm. not that we can discount other convictions but some people really are convicted more in evangelism and um and like apologetics of the faith. And so I would just say to any listener, if you feel convicted in that, you know, just pray about what demeanor the Lord wants you to take. Um, because I think as people that are to love one another, we have to learn to communicate and love and love that's received. You can't speak into people's lives that are not ready to receive. And I think there's wisdom in that. Um, that you have to, you have to discern is, am I close enough to somebody to speak into their lives? Even if I'm close enough to this person, are they ready to receive this hard thing that I'm going to tell them? Because let's be honest, the gospel, the gospel is a hard message, but it's the most freeing message you will ever accept or hear.
1: Absolutely. I love that last thing you just said. (laughs) I love it. So switching gears a little bit, I wanted to ask you, so what are some ways that you and Trent, which is her husband, (laughs) um, what are some ways that you guys work through the challenges of marriage in a Christian manner?
2: Ooh, girl, (laughs) the good stuff, the good stuff. Okay, first of all, I worked at David's Bridal in college. I love weddings. I love marriage. I think that in relationships, You have to know that you're committed to one another, even if sometimes it doesn't feel like you want to do things. Addressing issues shouldn't come to anybody's surprise that there are issues, but a lot of the times we think, goodness gracious, why are there problems? Why are there issues? So I think being really sober minded that our lot in life is suffering genuinely and, but we're, we're not doing it alone. Um, I would say, and I told this to a new bride recently who was about ready to get married. I said, just have such low expectations. And I I, (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek. I say that um, really just as a way of give each other grace, give each other space to talk. You know what? Give each other space to go and go for a walk before you respond to something. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that cannot waver And the expectation that cannot be low is that you're going to have problems and that you have got to be faithfully committed, even when you don't feel it, because Mm -hmm. that's the reality. You're going to have many great years and many great seasons, but some seasons are going to be a little harder. I mean, I think even as college students, you guys have seen yourselves in different seasons. There have been like mountaintop seasons where you know, maybe the time when you came to college and you got went, had your first apartment or, you know, even back further when you got your first car. But you know what? There are times in your life when you have not felt the joy of the Lord, but I hope that you would know that he, he was not absent from you. And I think it's just the same in marriage. I think that um, your commitment can't just be based upon that fuzzy feeling all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's, it's greater than that. And I really would encourage too that it's it's been a little bit eye-opening to me recently that some Christians, you know, are desiring not to be married or, and now granted, I know that there are some people that the Lord just really, um, that would love to be married and cannot be married. I'm continually praying for a college roommate of mine. I would love for her to be married and mm-hmm. she's not, but I would just, pray that the Lord would provide zeal in people to want to be married Mm -hmm. and to want to commit to that sacrificial, but amazing relationship. And that they would want to um, have children and experience that ministry and that mission field together, because it's one of the most sacrificial experiences of being married. And then you get to experience something even more sacrificial together as parents. I just really, I would love to impart to college students how wonderful this is and to really look forward to this. And just to know that it's, it's how the Lord, you know, the, the Lord desires you to have, to be married and to multiply. And, and now I know that some people Will not be married, but I do think that, as believers, we should really pursue pursue that as a way of um furthering the gospel so
1: absolutely i thank you for sharing all that um I just have to say i've always like respected you in trans relationship and marriage, and I think that you know i've come to Elizabeth many times for advice um and I will say that you've just given me in the past very good advice, especially just around dating and boundaries and just all those things. So, I am just glad to have you on the podcast to be able to share some of the things that you've shared with me before with others.
2: <laughs> well, I relish the times when we get to chat and hang out because I know that we've both
0: been in busy seasons
2: mm-hmm. the past few years.
0: Um, so right now, what do you think the Lord is teaching you most?
2: Wow, okay. Th- that's a great question. Um, I think I've just come out of a season and I'll put a couple plugs here of a few good resources too. But I have come out of a season of really understanding the practice of forgiveness. Um, it was a Lisa Turker study that she put out recently that really blatantly said forgiveness is not about the other person forgiveness is about you whether the other person changes whether the other person does anything differently Mm -hmm. and it it just changed my posture before the lord and just the idea of daily confession before the lord um i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the acronym acts is a way of praying and Uh the lord give us the lord's prayer but the acronym of ACTS has really been a life-changing practice for me the past probably four years. And it shapes your posture as you go before the Lord, even before you study the word, to just be in relationship with him. Act A stands for adoration. So just like saying the, the names of the Lord, God, sustainer, creator, holy, and C stands for confession, um, and that's when I really just go before the Lord and say, Lord, just forgive my self-pity right now. Or Lord, you know what, just forgive my um my lack of desire to want my kids to be down here right now. Or Lord, forgive my, you know, whatever it be, forgive my jealousy for the things that my neighbor has. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I really just allow the Lord to, to come in and and insert his truth in that. Like if I am struggling with pity on something, Liz, you are taken care of and I love you and you have all that you need. And just that practice of confession before the Lord has really, it's almost been like a daily counseling for myself Mm -hmm. and my own just, um, daily quiet time with the Lord, but then even going further. So adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, just like, just maybe writing out two things that's on my heart that day. God, thank you for Julie. Thank you for great coffee creamer, you know, whatever it be. And then just taking the time to um, pray over all the areas of my life, supplication. So adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, and supplication. And really, I just um, have created this journal of just the different areas of my life, and is and just praying specific verses for different people and different things. And um, it's been a one a really cool journey because I've watched God say yes to some stuff, but I've also got watched God say no to some stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I've continued to pray specifically about a few things that He's just plainly not answered for years. Um, And, but I, I still, if I turn my journal over and write him down again, I continue to write them down because I've thought, okay, well, you haven't made it clear that you've answered that yet. Mm -hmm. And, and just kind of a a page in my journal too, of writing where he did answer like something recently, you know, and these, I say silly, nothing silly before the Lord, but Mm -hmm. son really didn't have many peers in our church. And so I just pray that the Lord would provide some other boys in our church. And just that simple answered prayer request of there being another young little boy that started coming to church Mm -hmm. that provided joy for my son. I wrote that down and said, thank you, God. And to me, when I, it just reminds me of his faithfulness that he hears and being intentional to not only ask, but to to just show right down where he answers to. And then at the end of the year, just going back and looking at that page and being like, Oh my word, when forgive me for ever thinking you were ever faithful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I, so I think those two practices um, of just, you know, acts maybe even before study, just to kind of cleanse your heart before the Lord and then just praying specifically over every area of your life. It's kind of just a way of giving it to him, but I have really rested and been able to study a lot in a really peaceful way The she reads truth studies. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's really just simply the word of God in in a beautiful book. And I, I typically go on there and just get the clearance ones. And I grab two or three friends with me and we just text back and forth about it. Hmm. Um, but I think it's just a way for, of God healing my heart that this is not complicated that he truly, genuinely just wants me to be in his word with him. Mm-hmm. And he wants me to have a few people walk in that with me.
0: I love what you were saying about prayer. And I like the um, tool that you use of Acts. I think that's really cool. I haven't heard that before. Um, and everything that you were saying reminded me of a phrase I've heard where it says, don't ever forget that you're currently living in a prayer you once prayed. And I think that's something that I always remember when I think like God isn't there. God's not showing up or answering the prayers that I'm praying, but like he is. Cause in every season I am praying, I am living something that I have prayed no matter where you are. Right. Right. That is yeah. that's beautiful.
1: Thank you for sharing those things. Mm-hmm. I, I also hadn't heard of the acts practice, but I really may start doing that this summer because I really, I really like that. And I would love to put that into practice. And so thank you for sharing all those things.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think the key, too, um, that I can find myself in, so I, I'm saying this to myself, too, is that it's not overcomplicated. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be this, it, it's oftentimes just scratch papers on the side of, mm-hmm. you know, or a Sticky note, and um, I don't know if you listen to John Mark Comer. He he's a pastor. I think he's taking a sabbatical right now too. But he would write that he would tend to do his confession and his praise on a sticky note, and he'd always stick it Mm. in his pocket for the day, and so he'd pull it back out throughout the day. And I think I've done that a few times. But I say that just to reiterate the fact that it can just be like when you reveal your heart before the Lord and you praise Him, it does not have to look fancy. And oftentimes it looks like a mess. And, but it's really, it's just an act of obedience um, to practice really what it means to call him our savior who forgives. I think that that can sometimes be a hard concept to grasp of um, needing forgiveness outside of ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I, I am just so thankful that you have been able to share these words with everyone and i have always looked up to you and especially your faith journey and just how close you are with the lord and your relationship and so thank you for sharing all those things and i'm just happy that you're on here and i love you oh
2: i love you too girl and it's it's mutual i'm mutually encouraged by you in your in your faith and the way that you look and seek the lord Um, If you don't mind, I have a question for you guys. So I am curious, too, because I feel like I always want to be teachable in where different people are at uh, generationally and um, just your view into college life. But what do you think um, is really kind of a stumbling block from people your age wanting to get married and pursue families?
0: I think one thing is a fear of rejection. Like, I think a lot of people have, you know, done the dating thing or done this and or been with a family member who's rejected them and they've felt rejection and they've been so hurt that they don't want to open their heart back up.
1: Mm. That makes sense. I think that a lot of it has to do with people not wanting to give up their freedom whether it be to be able to date other people or be able to just worry about their own self and nobody else. Um, But I think that, especially after us talking about just Christian marriage and how that's, you know, not everyone's maybe specific calling, but you know, the Lord does want us to multiply and to find someone else to share our life with and make that promise to. And I think that you truly can just because you, get married does not mean that you don't have any more freedom. If anything, like we have so much freedom in Christ that there's nothing that could really squash that. So I think that it's just a, maybe a perspective that comes over time, you know, maybe somebody might not see it that way. And, you know, maybe the Lord is just cultivating that in them. And eventually, you know, they see, yeah, I would love to get married or or something like that. But It is hard. It's hard to understand why people maybe don't ever want to get married just because, you know, I know myself, I would, I'm excited to get married. Um, But yeah, I think it's just something that I would encourage people to just pray about um, on their own and just kind of see, you know, is the Lord calling me to be married or um, is that maybe not what he has for me or, but I think the Lord will reveal it in his time.
2: I I think those are really good answers. I think that's an accurate assessment of just like humanity and people's hearts. I think that at any stage of life, fear can really hold you back. Um, Even watching my kids, you know, the fear of getting late to school can just put them in a tizzy or, you know, no matter what stage you're in, I think fear can really just sideswipe you and um, cloud your
1: heads. Thank you for asking us questions. We yes. usually
0: don't get questions. kind of fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is all for this episode. It's been so fun just getting to sit down with you, Elizabeth, and getting to know... The replica of Lily, in Ray, way. We um, <laughs> all are so much alike, and it's just so cool. It's so cool to get to know Lily's family more and more because I've gotten to know her so well, but it's just such a different view of seeing her family as well. So it's just been so fun to getting to know you and your faith, and you brought some insightful perspectives and just viewpoints, and I really enjoyed having you on. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on Boldly Created.
2: Thank you. May I pray for you and bless you as
0: we yes I love that I love that So
2: I'm just going to uh, pray the prayer that I pray for my kids every day before we go to school and I hope that this blesses you and the listeners listening so God thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us you've created us Lord I pray that all the listeners of this today would know how much you love them that you created them to love them I pray that they would know how much the other people in their life care for them and love them. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to people who need help today and that we would be boldly helpers and reach out and help somebody today in some way. God, grow the skills and abilities of these listeners that you've uniquely given them in your image. I pray that they would use them to make the world a better place for your glory and for their good. Lord, today, when our eyes stray, when we feel sorry for ourselves, when we get furiously, sinfully mad, when we um, are jealous and we are just wallowing, Lord, I pray that you would turn our heads towards you. You would forgive us and you would fill us with all your fruit of the spirit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, Lord we thank you again for this day we thank you for your son jesus who died on the cross for our sins now so that we could talk to you and we just pray we would have a rocking day
0: <laughs> Amen. <it>. Amen. <laughs> thank love you so much
1: that was awesome okay love that
0: stay tuned so. for flavor of the week
1: Hey y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guest, Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, what is your Flavor of the Week this week? cannot get on
2: here and not give my flavor of the week it may be my flavor of the month or year or just the whole season <laughs> to decide. Yes. but uh if you have not gotten on to uh, the podcast jenny allen's podcast this is your plug right now to go and look her up Yes, she is uh full of zeal and she is full of just passion and she will encourage you and you will just leave blessed and um so that is my flavor of the week for you guys listening
0: awesome Love yes her so good
1: <laughs> what about you addison
0: my flavor of the week is a song it is don't tread on me by we the kingdom and here is a sneak peek yeah, no
2: gonna
0: tread on me. what about you lily
1: Mine is a song this week, and it is called No Other by For All Seasons. Here is a sneak peek.
0: All right, that is all for Flavor of the Week. Thank you so much again, Elizabeth, for coming on. We enjoyed it. We hope Yay. you guys have a great week and we will talk to you all later. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.